Yes, I. We we were talking about the hands. Mm -hmm. Okay, now. Yes, we were talking about the hands as an anchor for throughout the day because we're often using the hands. And so beginning to pay attention to what the hands are doing is a good anchor for coming into the here now. Mm -hmm. Okay, why? Because being aware of the hands are always right now. What are the hands doing now? We barely ever remember any particular time or place when our hands were doing some particular thing. Like when I mashed my thumb with a hammer. Back yes. in 1967. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. Musicians also tend to be able to do that because the hands themselves tend to remember yeah. things. Yes. Uh, and they're paying attention. That's what musicians do, pay attention to their hands. So, yes. But they only pay attention to their hands while they're playing. They're playing, yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking. So now what we can do is we can say at whatever opportunity we can remember we can start paying attention to the hands. Okay. And with doing so, we can add the breathing into it. In fact, how we move our hands, we can start to um, uh, intertwine or interregulate them together. Okay. So being aware of the hands and the body and what it's doing along with the breathing. And we okay. can do that any time in the day and that will give us a porthole or a portal into the here now throughout okay. the day many times we can do that and then there's some more sophisticated things that we can do later but okay. for right now let's just start with uh becoming more aware of what the hands are doing okay 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 for instance what are your hands doing while you're dressing yourself? Almost always we're interested in where the clothing is on the body. So start yes. not just working with the hands, with the clothing on the body, but what are your hands actually doing while you're putting that shirt on? I see, I see, I see. And what are your hands doing while you're driving? In other words, what's your hands positions and things like that? Because they... They tell mm -hmm. people that they're supposed to hold their, their driving like this. Mm -hmm. But you have to remember to do that. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So this is the whole point then is to begin to wake up and to remember to do things in a new way. Mm -hmm. So that there's a change up. We, in fact, rather than being caught in change, we want to become let us say, friendly with it, so that we invite change. We invite new ways of doing things rather than being uh, resistant to change. I see. I see. And so changing the way that we do things with our hands and changing the routine. And uh, one of the ways of not getting too much in a routine is by not using a clock. Back to that. Why? Because the clocks are those things that we put our, that we use in order to establish a routine. Yes. And so um, learning how to come out of the routines that we're in and break things up 
because that takes mindfulness and it also takes right effort. And so these are part of the skills that we're developing. And so being in a change up way, like slowing down the hands and uh, uh, moving them gracefully, opening them up rather than just grabbing something. I see. We actually I see. open the hands up. In fact, the, uh, the analogy that I use would be Nesferatu or Dracula. Okay. Yeah, okay. I can picture that perfectly. Yes, <laughs> yes. I see. I see. <laughs> okay. Um, so, because becoming more um, alert to the body and what it's doing, you're, you begin to, how to say it, with, with this um, gracefulness, Life becomes more of a dance. I see. I see. The dance of Leela. The you've heard, have you ever yeah. heard of the uh, the the word Leela? No. Okay. The, the Thai word is Lin, but in the Pali and the Sanskrit, it's Leela, and that um, in Hinduism it can be thought of as a cosmic dance. Okay. Okay. Or as everything is in a in, is in a dance. It's like All the right. dance of phenomena in some sorts. Well, everything about life is a dance. Breathing in mm -hmm. and out is a kind of dancing. Yes, there it's is a uh, kind of rhythm. <laughs> yes, yes. And fighting that people do can be seen as a dance, a tango. Yes. yes. It's a very uh, aesthetic way of facing life. Mm -hmm. So as you're moving more gracefully, you can think of your life as a dance. And so you might as well do the movements of the dance while you're using your hands. That You, you use okay. them gracefully and you start to... Uh, um, actually, there's another layer now. And that other layer, you don't have to be sitting in meditation, but we can actually do this with, uh, in the sense of mudras. Do you know the word mudra? Well, no, you don't. Okay, you know the, one of the signs of a mudra, but do you, knew what, do you know what the word mudra means? No. The word mu is hand. Oh, okay. Okay, and so... The, the drawing of the hand or the movements of the hand is mudra. And there's many of them. Some of them yes. have symbolic names. One of them is touch the earth. And that is when the, uh, the palm of the hand is resting on the end of the knee so that the bottom index finger can just barely touch the, uh, the deck, the floor, the ground. Okay, in fact, for the Buddha, it would be the ground. And that uh, this technique um, is useful in many cases, but one example of that is when the, uh, the dude <laughs> is in the fourth jhana and his body has gone away. This is the concept of, no, I'm real, I'm, I touch the earth. I, I, see, touch I, the, see. I touch the earth with this hand, and by touching the earth, I recognize that, yeah, I didn't fly away. Here I am. <laughs> I see. I see. If, if, I, if I go down there and I touch it, I... <laughs> wait a minute, now I'm going to open my eyes. <laughs> I see. I see. 
I'm going to check this out. So this is basically what we mean by the various ones. Now, one of them is to either use the index and the thumb together in this position. Mm -hmm. That many people think of this as the okay. But yes. the real focal point is this area right here between the thumb and the finger. And they should touch or barely? No, you should know their touch before they physically touch. In other words, I experiment see. with that. How lightly can you touch so that you actually can begin to feel them while daylight can still be somehow shown between them? Or does it actually touch? What is the touch? And when is the touch? Is the index finger touching the thumb or is it the thumb touching the index finger? Can you discern that? <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, that's really sharp. The way to get started is with the thumbs together using this position and coming in and touching the thumbs this way because it's, it's a whole lot easier to tell the left thumb from the right thumb than it is the thumb from the index finger. They use the same wiring right down to the hand. <laughs> okay, is it right? Okay. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so... But you wouldn't hold it up like this. You would hold it down like yes. this. I'm doing this to yes. show you. Okay. And so there you can touch the thumbs or you can touch them more to the point that they can reside. Entangled? So they become really good friends. Okay. The thumbs become excellent friends, like husband and wife in a way. Okay. And okay. they work really, really close together. And so getting to know the touch and the sensations of the thumbs is, is, is really good. The other thing also is the, the touch of the fingers. So in this regard, I'm touching the, this hand's palm with these fingers and vice versa. Okay, so now I can touch and I can feel and experience the touch of the hands. Yes, like that, moving around and feeling that touch. I see. Now, on to a little bit more advanced stuff with the touch of the hands, and that is this mudra, which is normally referred to or thought I of as the giving thing. energy or the metta move, uh, uh, sutra. All right, here's the question. In this posture, where is the mind? The answer is the mind is right here on the palm of the hand because that's the extension and basically the exit point of any energy that you're sending out. Whether I you see. either hold it like this or you're actually extending it out. But we put all of the energy and the thought and the pressure there. This is part of what is called hot hands. This is not necessarily Buddhism and it's almost esoteric. But this see. is part of the training of the body, of waking the body up and making it really alive so that you can really feel the, that, the palm of that hand. Okay. The palm somehow is kind of connected to the soul, if you were Christian. <laughs> mm -hmm. I see. All right. So uh, working with the hands in this way, working with mudras, working with the movement and the grasping of objects. Notice how you're holding something. Mm -hmm. Notice how many things you are holding. Let me see. 
What does that mean? Well, what it does mean is the more things that you were holding in your hand, the more skill it takes so that you don't drop something. So um, waiters, for instance, can get very good at that with yes. learning to balance. Uh, they can do things and acrobats and things like that. But most of us, we don't do anything with that. So basically, uh, for ordinary people, the more things you carry in your hand, the more likely you are to drop something. Mm -hmm. And people actually are quite capable of dropping one thing when they're only holding one thing. So actually, in that regard, the best way of going is to go around with your hands empty. Because if your hands are empty, you can't drop anything. <laughs> okay, I see. But if you're carrying a cell phone in your hand. A cell phone, yes, yes. It happens often, doesn't it? Yeah, that people will drop that cell phone. <laughs> you didn't get my pun. <laughs> yeah, so people can drop keys. Only carrying one thing in their hand, you know, and keys on a ring, one object. And while they're holding it, they drop it. Yes, yes. What they're doing. So in that regard, when you are holding something or are carrying something, make that carrying it and what your hands are doing as your object of meditation. I see. Almost as if your life depended upon you cannot drop that object. You've got to mindfully set it down. Yes, I see. Okay, so these are the kinds okay. of now using this uh, as an object, whatever we're holding or carrying in our hands, what our hands are doing, grasping, touching, reaching, setting things down, uh, touching the hands together. This is all really, really good um, uh, sati, um, as well as it's part of um, step three of Anapanasati, really getting to use to the body, getting to know it very well. Okay. And one last thing on that is, is that you begin to make sure that you're not going to put the hands in certain places. During coronavirus, I mean, the doctors are now rightly insisting, don't touch your face. Mm -hmm. Intending to, but don't do it absentmindedly. So I'm not supposed to touch my face? I didn't say don't touch your face. I said don't touch your face absent, absent mind. mind. Okay. Thank oh, you. what you're doing. Doing with full knowledge and understanding. I see. I exactly see. what you're doing. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Mindfulness. Mindfulness. Okay. So we're be beginning to bring mindfulness into everything now. Okay. Okay. Now, some students have gotten so twisted up with this, they wind up saying, I can't do anything anymore. <laughs> all I can do is wash my hands. And the old master says, good. Very slowly, because they are watching their tongues. <laughs> all right, so this is a way of, of 
Now, I don't, I've taken this into a fairly deep level. I don't exper expect you to perform at the level that we've talked about it, but rather use this as uh, the understanding that the hands and, and the body movements are be now to become part of the anchor of the walking around daily world. Okay, okay, okay. okay. And on the, the last point that I'll make upon that, and that is, is that you can go one step further, and that is begin to walk more and more barefoot. Don't, okay. wear, don't wear shoes in the house. Sometimes I don't, go out I don't wear. Good. Mm -hmm. Yes, getting in touch with uh, uh, whatever we're walking on is better rather than uh, raising ourselves uh, and not. Because when we're walking barefoot, we have to be more aware of where we're stepping. Yes, absolutely. I used to run barefooted too. Pardon? I used to run barefooted. Okay. It's much better, actually. Terrifies some people to even think about doing it because they've yeah. got just the shoes. But yeah. <laughs> yes. In fact, in the Indian tradition, the Western American Indian tradition, they have a concept of a tenderfoot. A tenderfoot mm -hmm. is the yeah. boy who hasn't yeah. really I, I their foot yet. Uh huh. Yeah. So he goes around tiptoe because he's afraid of his feet. Yeah, yeah. But once you get our footing, then we can walk on anything barefoot. Yes, yes. And so that's why the monks go Brindabad. They spend a couple of hours walking around to get their lunch barefoot. Did you know that? That's part of the tradition. I, I noticed now that you uh, spoke about it, I saw a couple of videos of monking, monks walking around and they are always like uh, barefooted. Mm -hmm. You know why? I see. Because they can. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> because they have that strong mind. Okay, mm -hmm. so now we know that this, this all, the body has become something to practice with. Yes. And so this is step three of Anapanasati, is begin to okay. understand the hands, movements, everything that you're doing, the position of the body, uh, becoming more aware of the, uh, that we're in. We know that posture because of a system called proprioceptic. It's internal inside the body. And we know what posture the body is in. But we almost always leave that on automatic pilot to let the automatic pilot gather that data and keep us upright or balanced or whatever. But then our postures can get really sloppy. But if we mindful of our posture, then we can begin to manage that posture. Yes. Okay. So the posture of the body is also part of uh, understanding and experience the body, not just the mm -hmm. touch, but also mm -hmm. uh, the postures of the body. What yeah. is the leg doing? What is the what? arm doing? What is the leg yes. doing? Okay. Yes. Is, is the leg shaking back and forth with tension and anxiety, or are you completely at rest? No, mine is still right now, but I... Okay. So anyway, this is a, uh, a way to bring 
Anapanasati kind of off the cushion. We're not saying to stop using the cushion. No, because that, that time when we're actually intentionally developing these skills, you get better and better at it. So uh, mm -hmm. if we stop doing the sitting meditation, then our daily skills will kind of deteriorate. But we nice do change. want to take the skills off of the cushion out into the world so that we can develop them there too. Nice so call me in a couple of days and tell me what you've been doing okay. <laughs> with your hands. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, author. See okay. you later. Good to see you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye.